What's up, Don't Be Useless fam? For episode 18 of the Don't Be Useless podcast, those of you who follow me on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook know that I went live. So that podcast episode did not appear here. Uh, It was on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube Live. I am uploading it for you now, so that way you have an opportunity to come back to this specific message of why you are greater than your enemies. And I'm not talking about your haters, okay? I'm not talking about people who try to come for you or try to boss up on you or any of that. I'm talking about the inner enemies, the things inside that keep you from reaching your true full potential in every area, whether it is being a person that is peaceful in their heart, a person who wants to reach a certain goal of weight loss or whatever it may be, what are the enemies inside ways of thinking and all this other stuff that is keeping you from killing that enemy? What is it? I need you to know that you are greater than those things. They do not have you. You have the power to defeat them. So I'm uploading for you now this specific episode uh, of of you being greater than your enemies. All that stuff inside that is junk and frankly useless. I want you to make sure that you are subscribing and sharing, but please don't forget to rate this in podcast land. It helps it become more noticeable to other folks. And if it's helping you in your life, I know that it's meant to help other people. So make sure that you're sharing, make sure you're letting me know. And if you're on social media, make sure you shout me out. I would love to repost whatever you're saying about the Don't Be Useless podcast. And of course, just show you my love. Thank you so much for joining. Hop into this episode and I'll see you in episode 19. What are your enemies today? What are the things that are holding you back? For some of us, we could say, oh, it's my spouse. You know, he he always tripping or my kids are always in trouble or there's always something going on and you feel like that's your enemy, but you need to identify your enemies. I see that procrastination. Oh my goodness, procrastination. That's a big one. Especially if you feel like you can win procrastinating. That's when it'd be hard. See, that'd be me. That'd be me. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can procrastinate because I'm going to nail it when I procrastinate. And there's hey on YouTube. And there's no issues with me being able to deliver what I need to if I'm procrastinating. And that's where it gets hard. Man, self-doubt. I hate self-doubt. It's one of the... It's one of the reasons that my mission for 2020 with all of my social media platforms and anywhere online, it's part of the mission that I have for this brand that I'm really trying to build. And I'm trying to build this brand for you guys to get everyday real life benefits from it um, and real life change in your life. So I'll talk more about that later. So we've called out our enemy, self-doubt, procrastinating. For some of us, it is our self, attitude, or it's the fact that we just never have gotten healed yet. Like we know we got issues going on. We know we're not handling our business and we're just dragging. For some of us, our enemy is straight being lazy. We just being lazy. And we know it doesn't amount to anything, but we keep, you know, just dragging our feet, just whatever, whatever. So let me share with you why you lack power to overcome these areas so far. One, you're ashamed of the power source. God is your greatest source of power. It's not just meditation. It's not just the act of prayer. God is your greatest source of power. He is. But some of us don't use him as that power source. We don't go to him to get the greatest things in our life. We don't go to him to actually win. We visit him, but we don't bring him with us. We visit him at church. 
we hang out with him sometimes when we pray, but we're not drawing on him. We're not drawing on him to be everything that we need. And for some of us, it's because we're straight up ashamed. No one even knows we believe in Jesus. Your family may know. Yep, your family may know. Other folks may not even know he's an everyday part of your life. You go visit family, friends visit, you talk to people, and he don't come up. He's not even a part of it. Some of us have God in the closet. We have him tucked away under the bed. We got him in the garage with that furnace back up in the corner that we don't ever go see because it creep us out. and We don't know if we're going to see if we open the door. We got God up in there. God is like way back up in somewhere. And God is like, you need to bring me out. Stop being ashamed of who I've made you to be. I am your strength. I am your savior. I am your redeemer. That is who I am. So stop tucking me away. Bring me with you. And for some of us, it is just a matter of being ashamed of it. The second of the three reasons why you're lacking the power to really win against all your enemies is you want a guaranteed win. So one of the things was self-doubt that was caught out here on Instagram was self-doubt. So here's a note that I have. God will give you a promise, but the journey won't ever feel like you're winning. God will give you a promise of who you're supposed to be as a singer, as a writer, as a person who are leading people um, in your everyday life, as an influencer, as an entrepreneur, whatever it is. But that promise that you have in your heart, it'll be there. The journey there will feel like you lose it. Think about anybody in the Bible. Esther lost her parents at a young age. She's um, adopted by a cousin slash uncle. You know, the Bible used both words, we'll know. And then she goes on to being taken from her home. She didn't want to even be a queen. Nothing felt like she was winning till she needed to win. Till she needed that win. Same with David. David was a shepherd. And no matter what big things was in his heart, it wasn't until he had to face that giant that he went over to the other side of like, oh my gosh, he's a hero. But after he faced that giant Goliath, y'all, Dude stayed right where he was. He wasn't named king. It was years later before he ever was even king. And even to get that, the current king was trying to kill him. His whole journey, he did not feel like he was winning. Because the journey has challenges. And most of us never want to deal with challenges. When we deal with challenges, all we want to do is see the victory. And many of us lack the power to defeat our enemies because we want a guaranteed win. See, in your journey, self-doubt, procrastination, um, all of these things, whatever your enemy is, and a lot of us have more than one, whatever those inner enemies are, inner me's are, we feel like until um, we conquer them, we can't reach the promise. Sis, bro, all those go with you. Your procrastination habit is still should not keep you from moving towards your promise. Self-doubt, put one foot in front of the other and keep pushing. Do not be afraid of moving forward because of the enemies that are inner me. Third and final reason, you have too many weeds in your yard. You lack power to defeat your enemies because you have too many weeds in your yard. 
Your yard is full of junk. It's full of junk. And you know that you need to clean your yard out. It's the things that uh, you feel nagging at you in the back of your mind. Like you feel heavy. You feel um, guilty all the time. Am I a good mother? I'm too hard on this child. Gosh, I need to step it up at work. Um, Am I neglecting my home? Does my spouse get enough attention? These are weeds. Let me tell you why. They're thoughts, sure. But they turn into weeds when you don't do anything about it. Either accepting, I don't have the time to give that now. Accepting it, making resolve with, with it or resolving it in your heart and moving on, shedding the guilt or making an adjustment so that way you don't feel it anymore and it becomes a bunch of weeds. And so in your mind, you got all this stuff going on. And so all those weeds cloud your vision. You're distracted. You feel too heavy to pursue the promise God has said in your heart. For some of us, the promise in our heart is just the dad we want to be. It's just the mom we want to be. For some of us, it is starting something new. Others, it's writing books. It is starting a a block. It is, you know, releasing an album, whatever it may be. And there's self-doubt. And something else I feel in my heart I'm going to add to this list of three is comparison. Some of us don't want a journey. Like I talked about at first, the first reason is we want to guarantee win. Some of us don't want a journey. We just want to get out here and go, look at me now. I'm a prime example. A few people are watching me live at this moment. I'm grateful for every single one of you guys. Every single one of you guys. At the same time, this is still very petite. When I get online and go live now, I don't have hundreds of people. I don't have thousands of people. And real talk, I don't care. I don't care that there's not a bunch of people watching me and following me because my journey includes small to great. Your journey includes small to great. There's nobody God just straight has as the top without them journeying and working through so many things in their heart, in their mind, learning from him, getting closer to him, learning to trust God. Everybody has a journey. You will not have a guaranteed win. You won't feel like you have a guaranteed win before you start because your journey will be messy. Your journey will be messy. Right now, God has you in a certain place. Have you gotten everything out of it you're supposed to? Have you squeezed everything out of this season? This season in your marriage, this season as a mom, as a dad, this season on your job. Have you squeezed everything out that you need to? So that way you know, God, I feel like I'm ready for next. I feel like I'm ready for next. Now you being greater than your enemies is very important because even if you don't feel like it, you need to know it. Romans 8 36. I'm going to pull up this scripture real quick and I'm going to quote it from memory. And then when I get to the scripture, I'll say it, um, I'll read it correctly. But greater is God who is in you than he, than he who is in the world. That's one. Another is Romans 8 37. And I want you to lock onto this scripture. Romans 8.37 and Romans 8.37 talks about you being a conqueror and you being great but it comes but it speaks to it specifically from the perspective of you being great through Christ 
Remember, I told you that one of the reasons why you don't feel greater than your enemies is because you got God tucked away somewhere. You only bring him out sometimes. You're not doing things through him, through him. You're not living and moving through God. He's just a sometimes person. This thing may not let me pull it up. So Romans 8, 37 if somebody could drop it in the comments, that would be great. But Romans 8 37 says that you are, you can do all things through Christ. The one who loves you, this amplified version, I kind of know it, uh, through Christ who loves you, who strengthens you, right? You can do all things through Christ. The rest of the chapter goes on to say, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God, not death, not angels, not all this stuff can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can, nothing can take love with you on your journey to your promise. Take it with you. And let me, let me make it practical. So for myself, I'm going to really talk about this year for me and the struggles that I've had for myself. And I'm going to measure it up against these three things, which I haven't thought through it in this way, but I'm going to do it live for you guys because you join me live. So there it is. Um, you're ashamed of your power source on my podcast. You guys, if you think about it, you can hear me struggling a little bit. Um, there are certain podcasts where I showed up and I could tell I was trying to make sure that if someone didn't believe in Jesus and stuff went into my podcast that I didn't offend them. And there were times where I felt like, well, I want to make sure that people who need Jesus also hear him in this conversation too. But real talk, I, I was dancing a lot and I felt like God said, you need to pull me out the closet all the way. You're gifting who you are, who I made you to be. Ooh, I'm almost emotional. Who I made you to be. You can't tiptoe for nobody, for nobody. You believe in me and I'm saying this to you. You believe in God. You believe that he died and rose again. Then you walk around unashamed of who you believe in. Unashamed. And for me, I'm like, well, God, it's not shame. I'm just trying to make sure I'm not. He was like, yes, it is. Because why don't you trust? Why don't you trust that if you go hard for me, that they will hear it and be drawn to me? The Bible says that God draws people to him. Why aren't you allowing me to do the drawing? You trying to do the drawing, sis. You just show up as who you are and let me draw people to me through you. Y'all, this is so real because we know in this social media world, because when you step outside the church and the church is easy, most of the people believe the same thing I do. I come out here to this internet land. Everybody don't love God like I do. Don't talk to him. Don't believe the same way. And what you know is going to happen. This just happened all the time when I was on Periscope. Cause I've been doing this live stuff for a long time. What? Six years. So when I was used to be on Periscope, you have strangers get on there. Somebody say something crazy sometimes. And I'm not very um, sensitive. So it didn't bother me. I just block them right there on the spot and keep moving on. But at the same time, it's those folks that I want to reach. And one time I talked to troll down on Periscope live. I was like, but God love you anyway, even though you feel like this right here. By the time we got to the end, he was like, man, you cool. <laughs> Just being myself. You're not offending me. 
You're talking to God because God is using me in this moment, just like he used you. The second thing and looking at my year, me wanting a guaranteed win. Now this one, y'all, I feel like, um, I had to really educate myself before I started doing podcasts and deciding that how hard I was going to go for God, like on the internet space, because I know it's a long road. Some of y'all don't have that in your mind yet. Like you don't realize that the road is like long and you're supposed to be enjoying it with God on the way. And at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, oh, you know, but when I left Amazon and I was about to start ministry, I'm like, I'm about to do them at the same time. I'm about to knock out ministry and handle all that. And then I'm going to also, I'm going to be, um, building this thing. God has called me to build outside of the church. So I'm, I'm ready. Right. And I'm, and then I started doing research and then my bubble started getting bust. Like, Ooh, girl, this is going to be a long road. You're going to have, you're going to got days where you talk to yourself. You're going to have a whole situation. Do not let those things trouble you. Yes, you have a journey. Yes, you want to win. The win is guaranteed. When you're doing it through Christ, the win is guaranteed. Guaranteed. You're going to win, but you got to keep going and you got to do it through Christ. Get him out the closet. The last thing that I shared here is you have too many weeds in your yard. Y'all, I was doing too much. A lot of my weeds were uh, from the ministry perspective. Pastor Evan and I have just had ownership like in our names, this church for nearly two years. So we've only had one year and we're just finishing a second year of managing everything like on our own. And we bumped our heads and made like, you know, decisions that we should have went a little bit slower on and different things like that. And then there's a lot of it. I have no say in, nor do I try to get a say in. He makes all them decisions and I'm not accountable to God for it. He is. <laughs> so there's a lot that I found myself trying to help with that I didn't need to. It wasn't time yet. It just wasn't time yet. And I needed to back up. And so the weed started to creep in when I started to um, put my hand to too much, not ask for help, not allow people to help me and everyone around me. And that's there's some even on this live right now who love me y'all stick with me but y'all know I will show up and I don't have all my notes or whatever so I found myself showing up a lot more poor poorly because I couldn't show up at a hundred because I'm doing too much and so I said this on the last podcast I think it's episode 17 that God is saying break this year down to the simplest of things meaning know where you're supposed to be and don't be anywhere else don't be nowhere else. I'm not going to be the classroom mom. I'm not going to be in the, not in 2020. I'm not the classroom mom unless God, you know, pricks me in my heart to do it. I can't be her. I can't, I can't be the one who is making seven meals every night of the week. My kids ain't going to eat freshly cooked meals. Seven. I'm, I'm not her. I can't be her. Me trying to be her stresses me out. She got to go. Talk to my husband. I haven't yet, but he's really fine with whatever I decide. But if I say, hey, we only doing three, four cooked meals a week, leftovers for one of them, and two we eat now, if we can afford it, that's what it is. Get the weeds out. I'm not going to walk around here feeling guilty about who I'm not. If I'm not, I'm not. I'm not walking around feeling guilty about it. And this year, I carry so much guilt because I was trying to balance everything. Juggling, juggling, juggling. I can't do it. 
one of the biggest things that I mean it meant so much to me was doing the come alive women's experiences past year it was something that was in my heart real big like I was like God if I can just get this thing to the finish line and a lot of it came up to the last two weeks before the event and even up to that I felt myself stressing y'all when I stress my eye be twitching <laughs> my eyes start twitching I start you know uh, feeling my neck tense up my shoulders like I feel like I feel it in my body and I start feeling all this stuff and I was like oh my gosh like I cannot let this stuff take me out. And then you'll hear someone, even in church, you know, somebody who will complain about something or they want to see me do this or do that because everybody got an opinion of what I need to do, how I need to do it. It's all over the place. And so for me, I was like, I cannot let the place I'm supposed to be be the death of me. Be the death. Y'all, even on the journey, there'll be places that are uncomfortable, but you're supposed to be in them. Just because they're uncomfortable don't mean you ain't supposed to be there. I am supposed to be in leadership at my church. But how I do it, y'all, matters. Because I can allow it to create weeds in my heart and in my mind to where it chokes out the purpose of why I'm in that moment. Let's get the weeds out. Oh, I love it. The conference was everything. I see that note. Man, that thing was so much life. So much life. I have to put out my messages um, all the messages from that conference. I need to do it. See, something else I need to do. And whenever I get to it is when it's supposed to happen. Because I found myself building this huge list of all this stuff. Because honestly, my vision is bigger than what I'm capable of doing. I can't do it. I know I can't do it. And I had to be okay with not being able to do everything at one time. It's just what it is. And you got to be okay with it too. You can't be everything and do everything at one time. Have you found that when you try to take on something big, let's say it's eating better or working out and, you know, showing up better as a wife or uh, reading more, less, do you find when you try to spread yourself thin across seven different areas of being better that you fail? You fail. One is because you're not doing it through Christ. We just get pumped up off something on the internet, some meme we saw, or talk like this. And when we run out and try to do some change, but we're not doing it through Christ. Romans 8.37. We're supposed to be a conqueror, but it's through Christ that we are. Practicality before I go on to these giveaways. So the way we do it through Christ, and let me pull up my um, drawings here. The way we do it through Christ is like this. So before I got on this live stream, so I'm praying. I'm opening my heart up to him. I'm singing, you know, worship songs so I can get my mind to calm down. And then I'm like, um, Lord, I give this stream to you. Whatever you want to say, you can say whatever you want to say. Um, this is your live stream. This is your platform. It's not my platform. It's yours. What do you want to do? Parenting. Father, I give my kids back to you. Oh, man, I would love to see them change this habit, do this, be better at this, stop getting mad at this, all this other stuff. But, Father, I give my kids back to you. However you need me to parent, what you need me to say or pull back on. Father, help me to be strong enough to draw boundaries with them when I feel like they're trying to get more sweets and I give in. Lord, I give them to you. I give this. That's how you do it through Christ. You mean it. You don't just say it. You mean it. Lord, I give my gift back to you. 
I give it to you because you gave it to me. And just like the parable about the men with uh, the people with the talents, the three guys, I don't want to be the one that buries mine in the sand. I don't want to be the one that when you come back and ask me what I did with it, I have nothing to say, but I was scared of you. So I put it in the ground so I could give you exactly back what you gave me. And who did God reward? He didn't reward. This is a word right here. He didn't reward the person who gave it back to him the way he gave it to them. He rewarded the ones that multiplied what he gave to them. There is so much in you. So many things God has trusted you with. And you're supposed to give it back to God multiplied. Not in the same form he gave it to you. For example, with me, God has given me a gift of speaking and caring about seeing people's lives be better. I've been like this since I was a young person. This ain't a made-up thing for the internet. I have been this way. I can't help it. I want to see people be better. And I will sacrifice myself to do it. And that's another thing I have to balance is making sure I'm not giving so much of myself to do it. But I want to see people be better. I want to be better. And the same measurement I give y'all, I give me. And that's something that's a part of my personality. But I'm not telling you something that I don't mean. You have things in you that you really are passionate about. You really want. For some of you, it is a talent that God has given you. Well, how do you give it back to him multiplied? You uh, sharpen it. You go to YouTube school. <laughs> you go find somebody teaching it. You take a lesson. You do all the stuff that you need to do. What is it that you need to be doing to multiply what that, whatever that thing is? For me, God is saying, I need you to think about things differently. The reason why I'm about to be reading Atomic Habits, which will be 